this idiot in yeah let him in and then let him meow into the mic honestly this is <laughs> one of the most i think casual loosest episodes we've done and that's saying a lot considering our production value is <laughs> zero and we are who we are yeah we are who we are but but have you i posted it on our instagram on the peonies instagram did you see that super delayed but last month we got two five-star reviews it's the only reviews we have on apple podcast so far but they're both five stars hell and yeah people were just so 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 nice like Aww. so fucking sweet so shout out to that jake stewart thank you for your kind kind words and also to nmk thank you for your for your beautiful beautiful long paragraph of a Aww. supportive message i seriously love you guys uh nmk i'm 99.99 percent sure is uh nicole knudsen who is the writer host creator producer etc of the godfrey audio guide um mm. so go check that out love if you're it. into fictional podcasts but yeah. nicole's like been a really great friend for the past i don't know i'm gonna say 10 years since college and has an amazing podcast like Yes. Yeah. yeah. If you are into like spooky, creepy fictional podcasts, check it out. It's uh, described as like Winchester Mystery House meets the Getty like audio tour. Um, it's quite delightful. And a lot of the pieces that are talked about, they're fictional pieces, but they are based off of real pieces. Um, so yeah, Which is quite fitting. Insane. Mm-hmm. Which is fitting because we are talking about nonfiction, ah! spooky, creepy, supernatural occurrences. Yes. Mm-hmm. People sent in their stories. You have some of Hell your yes. own experiences, I, I think. Do. But before we jump in, yep. how are you feeling today? Are you feeling good? What's going on? What's happening? Let the people know. Yeah, I'm feeling great today. Um, Just had coffee, saw uh, a friend shout out to my friend jose um if he's out there uh so just touch like checked in with him and um so that was great and then this is also in theme with today's episode but um if you guys are into paranormal podcasts and or fiction i've got another one for you so i haven't listened to it yet but there's a new podcast coming out called dark air and it is the story where it is like hosted by Terry Carnation, who is played by, yeah, I don't either. (laughs) Terry Carnation is played by Rain Wilson um, of Dwight Schrute fame. Yeah. So, okay. I have to tell you the story. It's very short. It's so, so ridiculous. So one of the podcast, this is just turning into a podcast shout out corner. That's Um, totally fine. Also side note really quickly before you launch into this, I Uh have such a celebrity crush on Rain Wilson, but like really not because of Dwight, because he is as Rain Wilson. Like, yeah, I've ever seen him do like interviews or just like videos of him, like not in character. He Uh is just this like, like, 
he just comes off as this like chill, like rock and roll, like not like yeah. Stones rock and roll, like kind of Beatles rock and roll with like a splash of Stones. With, okay. Like, he loves scarves and he's just like, Aww. he's the kind of guy that like you want to get stoned with. I'm, I'm projecting. <laughs> I, he's the type of man that I want to get stoned with around a, a campfire at night while the stars are all out. And then I don't know, he whips out a guitar. I whip out mm-hmm. a kazoo or a harmonica (laughs) you know someone brought a banjo and we just like slow jam yeah and just vibe yeah well I feel like you're really gonna like this this podcast so the way it got introduced um it's such fucking clever marketing too so one of the podcasts that I listen to it's called the Q Files um which is a great paranormal podcast uh led by two queer hosts uh Shane and I believe Laura and Lori, Shane and Lori. So this was like the first interaction that I had. And they're like, you guys on this episode that just released, uh, we've got a really special guest, Terry Carnation. We all grew up with him. We all know him. We love him. And they were talking and I was like, who the fuck is Terry Carnation? And I was like, okay, you know what? I'm like, not, I am very into the paranormal. I love it, but I'm not, uh, as into the like paranormal world as I used to be when I was a teenager. So I was like, okay, maybe I just like that was somebody I didn't know. And they do like a 30 minute interview with him where they're like, you know, you had, um, you had a radio show in the nineties where people would call in. We're going to listen to one of the calls. Can you talk about that? And then, you know, after the tragic passing of your wife, you, for your mental health reasons, took a break. You've been out of the scene for like 10 or 20 years. And now you're coming back with this new show. And the whole thing, I was like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, I've never heard of him before. And I was like, okay, well, like I said, I'm like, maybe I just, I missed it as a kid. And I was like, all right, fine. And then, and that's why we drink released a new episode on April 1st. And they were like, you guys were talking about Terry Carnation. We're interviewing Terry Carnation. You know him, you love him. We talk about him all the time on the podcast. I was like, no, you fucking don't. I've listened to this podcast for years. You've never, what is happening? And they were like April Fools, but not really. Like we are interviewing Terry Carnation, but FYI, it's played by Rain Wilson. And then I listened to that interview, which is hilarious. His character work is great. They're just improvising with each other. I've no, I haven't listened to the show yet, but it is he, the character that he has created is hilarious. Like so fun. I'm so excited to listen to this. Um, so yeah, Terry Carnation, uh, it's, the podcast is called Dark Air. Um, so I'll be listening to that later today. So pumped. But I was like, this is the, cl- I don't know how many other paranormal podcasts he's like gone on to promote this, but the way that they're handling it is like, he is a real figure and it really fucked with me for a while, but it's so fucking clever and I'm so excited to listen to it. So uh, that's what's got me feeling good. What about you? I love that. I love that. And I also, I love and I admire that you're one of those people that just like goes along with things and you're like, (laughs) and you trust and you trust. No, 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 no. (laughs) Specifically, you trust that the answer will be explained to you. And Mm. if it isn't, then you like maybe go seek it out. I am the kind of person where I am so impatient that I need to look it up immediately. And it's mm-hmm. it inevitably five minutes later it gets explained. And if I would have waited, <laughs> I would have I would have found it out. But I oh am I like, you know, I need my money and I need it now. 
I need the answers (laughs) and I need them now. And inevitably I come upon spoilers. So that's just who Mm -hmm. I am as a person. Um, But I'm excited. I'm excited about that. I think if you, Lex and you, the listeners haven't watched, watch the video of Rain Wilson going to Billie Eilish's house to quiz her. (laughs) Exactly. Quiz her on the office trivia because she's apparently a huge office fan. And she does really, really good on the quiz. And they just like roast each other the whole time. I'm looking it up right now so that way I watch it afterwards. Uh, Mm -hmm. Billie Eilish. Okay. Yeah. Um, Ask her how I'm feeling Mm -hmm. this week. I... Okay, so I decided that I was going to do a summer shred, right? Uh It was one of those things where I looked at myself in the mirror and I Mm -hmm. looked at my body as I was like going into the shower and I was like, wow, I am looking like my mom every single day. And then I like had this weird moment in my mm-hmm. mind where I was like the women in my family don't really exercise and they mm-hmm. don't really like you know my grandma passed away from from leukemia ultimately but she essentially her body degraded over a decade mm-hmm. to the point where she was in a wheelchair and she was such a sharp smart woman mm-hmm. and it was just so terrifying to see and I was one of her caregivers it was me and my mom And so I just had this like flash forward of like, I have the choice Mm -hmm. to make decisions for myself and my health now instead of when it's going to be too late. Because my mom's already like, oh, I have these aches. I have these pains. And my grandpa, my grandpa walks three to six miles every day. My grandpa has like these little lavender dumbbells that he works out with every day. And he is like the pinnacle of physical health. And Uh so I'm like, I need to make decisions about my life. And Mm. me as a person, I am a very extreme person. I'm an all or nothing person. I'm a zero to 100 person. I'm a gone in 60 seconds person. (laughs) This is who I am. So I decided, okay, great. I'm going to go on what I started calling my summer shred, which means Mm -hmm. that I'm going to work out every day. And it's Uh not going to be like hardcore, the rock Dwayne Johnson. It's going to be like, I'm going to do like 25 minutes of like Pilates or yoga every day. And I'm going to eat healthier and I'm going to eat, I'm going to get rid of processed foods. I'm going to go off coffee and I'm going to, I know. And I'm going to go off sugar, not completely, but I'm going to like go off of like processed sugar and like very sweet things. And like I, every morning, I was Mm -hmm. eating a pastry with a huge mug of coffee with cream. Like that was my, the way that I Mm -hmm. needed to welcome the day. And it was Mm -hmm. so ritualistic. When I fucking tell you that I (laughs) cold Turkey switched to drinking oat milk matcha and eating Greek yogurt with homemade granola. Wow. My body went into shock. And all of yeah. Tuesday, I was laid out. I thought I had COVID. I genuinely, oh I had no strength. I had no like attention span. I had no motivation. I could barely get up yeah. and shower. I was feeling like I was sweating a lot. I was feeling very flushed. I took my temperature, didn't have a fever. And so I was like, what is happening? 
Yeah. And then I looked it up and it's like, if you detox from sugar and you do it fairly suddenly, you get symptoms of the flu. Yeah. There's, there's all kinds of like interesting stuff that happens when, when you remove stuff from your diet mm-hmm. and like how, how your body reacts to that. Yeah. Oh, and so Tuesday I'm out for the count. Woke yeah. up at 11 o'clock, went to bed at 8 PM, took a shower in between, but otherwise literally laid on the couch, did nothing. Yeah. The next few days, a little bit better, still weak, a little bit better. Now I am on day seven Mm -hmm. and I regret to inform everyone (laughs) that I have become one of those people that I have made fun of my whole life (laughs) where it's like hashtag wellness. (laughs) like like I am literally I literally yesterday was like oh I gotta make a new batch of homemade granola gotta make it so that I can meal prep for the week I have become one of those fucking people but you know what you Mm -hmm. know what my now that I'm over the hump of like the the initial detox Mm -hmm. it's fucking weird yeah I my senses feel so much more acute my vision, my hearing, mm-hmm. my attention is better. My communication is better. Just like my anxiety's gone down. And I'm like, fuck, now I was going to do like a summer shred so I can look hot as fuck. So I can look like fucking Wonder Woman in a bikini this summer. But now I have to be one of these people for life, which I'm grateful for. I'm yeah. grateful this is a decision that I made because ultimately it was like a family health history issue that led me to get to this place but I'm like fuck great now I'm one of those people that now I'm one of those people that's gonna like go out to dinner and order the salmon (laughs) but that's to say the only thing that got me through this entire week Mm -hmm. this entire week with any Mm -hmm. sense of sanity I binged the first three seasons of Winona Earp that's why you okay that's why you messaged me about it I was like what (laughs) because it felt like it came out of the blue so I've been feeling like physically very shitty this week I mean up until I got over the hump but my feel good pick of the week for this Mm -hmm. past week is Winona Earp like definitely go check it out because honestly if you love sci-fi originals like you love their like campy writing and their like grown worthy like character arcs and their references to pop culture. If you love paranormal shit, which is what we're talking about. So if you're here, maybe you do. And also if you kind of low-key love Westerns, which I do, Uh watch it. So if you're familiar, Wyatt Earp was a lawman back in the wild, wild west in Mm -hmm. America. And he he got a ton of outlaws, like killed a ton of outlaws, brought a lot in for rewards. And eventually his life story was like adapted into a film. Kevin Costner played him. But the premise of this is Winona Earp is his like great, great granddaughter. And in this little triangle of land where the family has their plot of land, their farm, their homestead Mm -hmm. in this town, every outlaw that Wyatt Earp has ever killed rises as a demon. And the only person that can kill them is the, the Earp heir. 
So Winona Earp is the great great granddaughter. And so she's the heir on her 27th birthday. She's able to use the family gun called Peacemaker and take these demons out. But it's a curse that'll just keep going through the family because Wyatt Earp had killed a very influential man who was a very influential Mm. demon, which he has a whole other backstory, which I'm not going to spoil. But that demon put a curse on the family. And so Winona Earp's trying to break the curse. And it's just like it fucking pops off and it is incredible and if wow. you're a fan of Shit's Creek uh-huh. the guy that played Mutt mm-hmm. he plays Doc Holliday who was oh my God. best friend and he is a sex sexy like like as a person very um very like dark mentally but uh-huh. like tries to do his best but also is like still very fucked up mentally uh-huh. but on the outside, aesthetically, he just has this like smooth southern old western accent and this oh thick God. mustache and this long flowing hair. And he just like he he he, he did something to me. Anyway, <laughs> why not her? Go watch it. Holy a lot shit. of paranormal fun shit. Yeah, as you were describing this, I was like, this sounds like a badass like female version of supernatural, but maybe less campy because supernatural i don't know if you've watched it but it is the first season like takes itself very seriously and then you get further in and it is just a little wackadoo and making fun of itself that's literally the same as this show like the first season is a little bit more serious and then the second and third season they just pepper in so many pop culture references like at one point spoiler alert at one point winona earp walks into her barn on her property and there are all these like flashing lights and fog and like you know it's a presence of like one of her paranormal enemies and she just walks in and she's like please let this be a secret rihanna concert please let this be a secret rihanna concert (laughs) so it's like very contemporary in its references and like yes it does get campy (laughs) good oh man oh that sounds like my vibe all right yeah add in 100 percent 100 percent but with that i think we should segue into like what we're talking about today which is yeah paranormal encounters ghost encounters etc etc but Uh before we jump into actual stories i want to know do you think that the intuitiveness to connect with a spirit or a ghost or have them come to you do you think that's something that people are born with Mm. and can tap into or do you think that's something that anyone can train um to be i think it's i think it's both um i do think that like in my own personal like background fyi guys in case you didn't know i absolutely believe in ghosts i've experienced like hauntings so it that this is the this is the vibe we're gonna get um so for me it was something that i was born with and it's something that like my on my mom's side we kind of have like a family history of um so i think for a lot of people you are a lot of people that i've talked to about it and a lot of people that i've listened to talk to about it for them it happens at a very young age and then I, chanel talked about it a little bit like turning it on and off and then as you kind of open yourself up to it as you get older you start to have more experiences so i do think that like if you open if you know maybe as a kid you didn't have any experiences or you weren't sensitive but you are interested in it and you want to be i think you as you like start to connect with it 
and the things around you, it opens you up. Um, I don't, I don't know how strong it will be. And I do think kids are a lot more sensitive than adults. Um, at least that's been my experience. So yes, both is the answer. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think just from personal experience, Mm -hmm. I think you have to be very tapped into yourself and tapped into the world around you in mm-hmm. order to then tap into some t- something deeper, something on a different plane. I think with me, the reason that I've struggled, and we've talked about like how you have so many experiences and mm-hmm. I have, I one came to mind as you were speaking just now, mm-hmm. but other than that, I was like, oh, I don't have this connection. And I think it's because I have anxiety. Mm -hmm. And I think with that, like, there's a lot of doors that have to open for me about who I am, about what I'm doing, about my Mm -hmm. taking in my surroundings of like feeling safe instead of feeling like I'm always in fight or flight to Mm -hmm. then later tap into this spiritual plane. And I feel like I have more work to do, but yeah, it's so interesting. It's, I think about it and I'm like, oh, there very well could be presences around me trying to communicate to me, but I have this almost like shield, mental shield up that I need to work on lowering or, 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 you know, build a door to be able to communicate through. And so I'm, I'm wondering if that's something that as we train ourselves to become more in tune with ourselves and our surroundings, that then kind of is the next step. Yeah, I think so. And I also, so for me, a lot of the experiences that I've had were in a very particular house in my life. So I do think the area, so if you're like in a home or in an area where maybe there isn't anything attached to it or it's been cleansed or, you know, I I think that it's going to, you're not going to have those feelings or those experiences as much as you would somewhere else. Like, the the house that I grew up in when we were when I was from like the age of like 11 to 22 absolutely haunted like um <laughs> like that place was fucked up and I do but think did you know at the time or are you able to say that in retrospect um I knew at the time because okay. there were like I saw things things happened um and it's also there's a, there are also a lot of there's a lot I don't I guess research uh, studies things. There are a lot of people of the belief that when you're a teenager or like in your preteens, when your hormones are going crazy, you're a lot more sensitive to that stuff. And it's also like, is it that you're more sensitive or is it also that angst and anger that you're feeling is sort of manifesting in these things? So can kind of be all of the above um or does like the the intensity that you're giving off as a teenager attracting those things to you because energies are sort of being attracted to each other so i think that had a lot to do with it because looking back like that was kind of a rough period in my life especially as a teenager and i'm living like in this place that was just spooky as shit so i think it sort of it was like this mass combo effect because then i could go places where it didn't feel as heavy um, and there wasn't that weight and I wouldn't have as many experiences or I wouldn't have any. Um, Mm -hmm. And then I've also like been to places where like I've looked at homes before just outside, like not even going in. I've just looked at them like that. I don't like whatever's happening there. Nope. I will be staying outside. Carry on. 
Did um, you ever look at the history of the house you grew up in to see if there was any kind of backstory I, that could lead to? I haven't. And I've thought instances? about, yeah, I haven't. And I've thought about it. Um, and I, then I don't, uh, I think so getting, I guess kind of personal. Um, so my mom, my brother and I were living in Palmdale, California and, um, my mom had lost her job and we wound up losing our apartment. And so one of her, uh, one of the friends that she had made on the commute to work, um, was like, Hey, I have an extra like couple of rooms in my house if you want to come and live with us. And so that's what we did. And the tension between her and my mom, they, they were like sisters who hated each other. So they would argue all the time. And I think me as a kid who was already very like much of an empath, very like, Mm -hmm empathetic and I did the thing that I think a lot of kids do when you're trying to survive which is you make yourself as small as possible you try to like Mm. play by all of the rules and so I had that going on and also I'm a teenager or I'm coming into my teenage years and so there's a lot of anger and rage and hormones and there's this immense tension happening so I think there's part of me that's like how much of it was where we lived and how much of it was me potentially attracting stuff to me because of all of that sort of tension and also I was really into ghosts and paranormal and so you know you're consuming that as well it's like are you inviting that in are you is your brain like creating stuff and there are a few experiences that I had where I was like pretty sure that's not my brain doing that just because somebody (laughs) else also saw the thing yeah so I haven't um but I've thought about it a lot. <laughs> like I said, I don't. Uh, I just would know you? to like, research the, the house. Yeah. Um, I would. I need to remember what the address was. Okay, you but remember yeah. the address and I'll I'll go into like old timey newspaper. You know how like when people yeah. go to the, the library and go through the like newspaper films. Yeah. Hell yeah. On the, on the computer. On the computer. And I will just deep dive into what the hell happened in that house yeah i feel like something weird must have happened because and i'll share a couple of the stories but um yeah i for me a lot of it was just being i think super sensitive to stuff and emotions and like even now as an adult i a lot of times will like step into a room and i'm like oh somebody was just arguing like you i can feel that almost and maybe that's just exhausting it's not all the time it's like if there's really high emotions um or it's just i don't know and i think you just i for me i just notice like if there's tension between people or if somebody is like Mm -hmm. carrying themselves in a particular way i'm like okay this is gonna be a heavy day or or whatever so um i we're gonna research that yeah we should we're gonna research remember the address don't will. say it over the pod but <laughs> this is where i used to live if you need yeah. to find no <laughs> dude i when we first moved into the house where we are now mm-hmm. we decided that the second bedroom was going to be my office because uh-huh. i you know i had my other podcast i was doing video content and so i set it up and just to let you know i had like a desk i had Facing the desk were all of these studio, so like set lights, studio lights, like with the the big ones with the umbrella. If yeah. you picture it, and they're all facing the desk. And behind the desk, in order to have a little bit of background, I had this like tower shelving unit. At the very top of it was yeah. a painting, 
that was, I think I've told you the story. I remember the story. Yeah. And I was like, girl, (laughs) this is the only experience where I, I thought it was something other than the laws of physics or something. Mm -hmm. I'm usually so skeptical. And I was like, this is something other than the law of physics. Like this is something different. Yeah. Where I sat down to shoot some content for my YouTube and the painting that was on top, it wasn't that heavy, but it was this print in a frame and it was on the top shelf and it had been there for weeks, just like chilling Mm -hmm. on there. I sat down in my chair, I started talking and it was like early on when I was Mm -hmm. doing the podcast, the video content, all of that. So I hadn't found my voice yet. I hadn't found Mm -hmm. my confidence. So, and anyone who's ever done it, like, you know that it's super freaking weird the very first few times that you try to talk to a camera and there's literally no one else there and you see your reflection, but you're not supposed to look there. (laughs) You're supposed to look in the camera and it's just like, and you're supposed to talk at the same time. Like it's a skill to be developed. Yeah. And so I started recording and I like launched into saying something, but I was very low energy and I was very like conscientious of myself. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, I did not move my chair. I nothing. I did not change anything in my positioning. All of a sudden, the painting that was at the top of the shelf flies over my head and into my setup. So my camera gets knocked down. My lights get knocked down. I even Ugh. have the video of it. Like, oh my god! Just happening. Ah. And I was like, I didn't move. There was literally nothing. We did not have an earthquake. I was like, this is California. Maybe we had an earthquake. Nothing, like nothing. And this painting, this print that had not moved for weeks, all of a sudden flew with high velocity over my head and just took out all of like everything, just fell on the floor. God. And I took that to mean that this spirit was like, girl, you can do better. Take two, let's go, pop off. And my <laughs> second take was so much better because I was just like, you know what? You know what, spirit? You're right. Let's get it. Let's do it. And then I promptly bought one crystal, only mm-hmm. one, which it turns out is just a block of salt, rock salt. And it's supposed to like purify and cleanse your space. I bought it. This was over a year ago, I have not charged it or anything because I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I think it's in in the fruit bowl right now. And I also bought (laughs) sage and almost killed us, but like from asphyxiation because I read online and, you know, Chanel said that too. Chanel's like every average person like should not, like an average person should not be fucking with sage. It's become this popularized thing, but we really shouldn't be doing this unless we know how to use it properly. Yeah. I, I bought a three pack of sage off of Amazon, lit that shit, read, read very briefly some instructions, lit that shit started from the back of my apartment, like started saging and like opened all the windows and doors and was like, let's get this energy out. Da, 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 da. Filled the entire apartment with smoke. We were, it's such a strong, oh, no. strong scent. We were, me and my fiance <laughs> were both like, <clears throat> like dying. <laughs> And we literally had to put all the fans on high, open all the windows and doors. And like, after maybe like an hour, mm-hmm. it was clear. But oh, no. basically what I'm saying is I, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing when it comes to the spiritual <laughs> realm. 
And I feel like if any other spirits or beings or anyone has tried to talk to me, I definitely have this like impenetrable mental shield. But this Mm. one ghost, like, you know, it was probably like a very sassy drag queen that was like, excuse me, like broke through the shield and was just like, honey, take two. Let's go. You're better than this. And I really appreciated that. I really appreciated that. They're really like just looking out for you. And they're like, no, mm -mm, we're not doing this. Yeah, I love it's that. Like, it's like the the drag queens on that show, Dragnificent. That's what I imagine. Except that those people are alive, but that's just like a quad <laughs> yeah. of drag queens just being like, "You're better than this, babe." I hope so. Yeah, better. I hope so. Oh my god. Yeah, I remember when you told me that, and I was like, "What the fuck? You're being haunted." I know. I also love the idea of you just like hotboxing this ghost with sage. <laughs> like, you're just gonna smoke them well, out. Then. Well, then the other thing is afterwards that night we went to bed Mm -hmm. and I was just, and Garrett is like snoring next to me. He fell asleep. I'm laying in bed and I'm like, but what if it like, wasn't a malevolent presence? What if it was just like Mm -hmm. a chill presence that like wanted to be my friend and wanted the best for me and wanted me to live my truth. And we could have been like really good friends. And I just essentially evicted this spirit. And so I'm literally laying in bed at night in the dark, Garrett's snoring next to me. And I just very, very quietly just go, hello. I just like waited to see if anything would happen. Oh, and has anything happened since? I don't, I don't, I don't, I haven't felt anything, but I feel like if that spirit is still here, I hope it's a forgiving one because I probably pissed it the fuck off. Yeah. If it if it wasn't a forgiving one, you would know by now. Pretty sure. They okay, would be like, well, oh, you want me to go? Okay, bitch, let's go. Like it, that, I think they would have come in real hot if uh, I they had. Hope so. I hope so. I hope you're right. Yeah. <sighs> Do, should we, I want to share a listener yeah. story because I'm, I'm excited. So a friend of mine, Leah Michelle, Thank you for sending in your encounters. She actually has two stories. Awesome. And she's another one of these people that's like super intuitive. So here is one of her stories. She said, I have a few encounters, but the oldest and still most vivid is seeing my little sister when no one else could. Oh my God. When I was about eight, I saw my little sister who had passed away about three years earlier. I was laying in my parents' bed and saw her in her floor-length white nightgown. She had her signature hair bow in her straight shoulder-length hair with bangs. She was facing me, but I couldn't clearly see her face. She was standing there holding her favorite teddy bear. I felt a sense of calm, but was scared because I was a little kid. Mm -hmm. I nudged my parents to wake them up, and they couldn't see her. I pointed and said, she's there and described her, but only I could see her. They told me to go to sleep. So I closed my eyes and opened them and she was still there. But the second time I did this, she was gone. Such a long time ago, but still such a vivid memory. That just gave me spirit bumps. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my God. Wow. Oh my God that's so yep. cute and also like so that's so sad and so sad uh like she was just checking in on her yeah do you want she also shared another story yeah 
that is a little bit more warm and fuzzy. Okay. Um, so she has, I believe, two two children, two daughters, and she said, I had an experience with my youngest daughter, and this one was crazier. She was sleeping in the room in her crib at like one years old, and I didn't see her on the baby monitor. So I went in the room, and she was crawling on the floor. Now, at this point, one years old, I don't know, can they stand up on their own? Can they get, they can't get out of our crib. Yeah, sometimes they can, but like I think most kids start walk like walking, and by walking I mean like bumbling around at like yeah around that age. I don't think they're they're not like running and like yeah. vaulting over things at one. That's <laughs> I would love to see Baby Olympics like that. Oh, that'd be so cute. I know, I know. <laughs> so she said, "No way that she got out without falling," and we heard nothing. Yeah. She was fine. No bumps, no crying. I put her back to bed and checked the monitor and saw two orbs, but they weren't regular orbs. They were almost electricity. I can't explain it. Like full of energy. We came to the conclusion she must have been trying to get out of bed and somehow they helped her. Maybe they were my dad and my sister. Who knows? And after that, we saw orbs multiple times on the monitor. And she also shared that she's always been very and very tapped into her emotions, very Mm -hmm. tapped into like this intuitive energy and and empathy. And so she's experienced this her whole life. And those are just two of the stories that she wanted to share with us. But like how, how terrifying, but also beautiful that it's like family members. Yeah, I think like when fam I don't know I've because I've had a couple of experiences with my grandparents who my mom's parents specifically who passed away before I was born I think that those are like it's such a it's such a weird experience because you're like this should be really scary but at the same time like I can't even imagine what that was like to to look and see your little sister who you know has passed away and that kind of like mm-hmm. comfort almost of having that. Ugh. Ugh, it's so cute. Um dude, it's yeah. what I wouldn't give to be able to see and speak to connect with in some way the family mm-hmm. members that have passed. Just because I feel like when someone passes, the people who are left have so many regrets around what they would have done differently. And I, I'm no different. You know, my dad, my dad was my stepdad, but him and my mom got together when I was five and Mm -hmm. my whole entire life, for the most part, I was very much not into like having him in the family. I was like, we, uh, like, we came to this country. It was my mom, my grandma, my grandpa. Like we've always been a foursome. Like we don't need any external people. Mm -hmm. And then I like, he like through my preteens and teens and all of my like temper tantrums, like my whole thing was don't talk to me, leave me alone. I'm going to lock myself in my room, listen to emo music and read novels and graphic novels and just like, don't talk to me. Like I was an isolationist kind of angst. Yeah. 
And whenever my mom would get into a fight, cause we both have very strong personalities, I would do this. And then I would like hear like a very gentle knock on the door and I would mm-hmm. open it and he would be there and he would be like, listen, don't pay her any mind. She gets a little hot headed sometimes like you chill, you do what you need to do. Like it'll be fine. And yeah. so he always like gave me a little bit of comfort. And then if I didn't answer the door, he would like slip a 20 under the door. <laughs> so I felt obligated to open it and, and thank him because mama didn't raise me to have no manners. So I would like open the door and be like, thanks. And he'd be like, yeah, don't worry about your mom. Like she'll get over it. Yeah. <laughs> but when I was, so this was like maybe in high school is maybe like 15 or so. And we started to kind of like have this almost bond because he kind of got me when my mom didn't. Mm-hmm. And he, when I was 18, he passed away and it was very sudden and no one saw it coming. And it was like, it, it took me maybe 10 years to even begin to begin to grieve, begin to yeah. allow myself to grieve because I repressed it for so long. Cause I just did not want to deal with it. And it yeah. led to a lot of really bad behaviors, but what I wouldn't do to see him again and talk to him again and be like, dude, like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry that we didn't have more time. And I'm sorry that I, it's my fault. You know what I mean? And just to like have that conversation and have that closure and just to be able to like see him again. And I don't know, maybe have him slip me another 20. I don't, I'm just saying, I'm just, I don't know how ghost money works, but I'm just saying. And like the only other person that really kind of really, really got me in the family and like really was like, chase your fucking dreams was my grandma and she passed away a few years ago, like I said. And so what I wouldn't give to just sit with my ghost grandma while we watch like Giada De Laurentiis, like cook up some fucking al dente pasta on Discovery (laughs) Plus, like, and my, my grandma watching the cooking network for her was like what the food network, whatever it was like watching like anyone else watching a sport of some kind. Yeah. She'd be like capers. That's a strange flavor to add to this dish. This isn't a Mediterranean. What is she doing? That's a weird move. And sometimes if I was like upstairs in my like angsty place and Mm -hmm. it was just me and her at home, I would hear her and she would just talk to an empty room and just be like, are you kidding me? Lemon (laughs) zest, lime zest would be so much better. And I would just go down and sit with her and be like, what's going on, grandma? Let me know. You tell me. Yeah. So I feel like that's the thing is like when it's family, it's a whole other level of wanting to talk to them or maybe not wanting to talk to them if you haven't processed through that grief or you have guilt or something like that but what I wouldn't do to like have another conversation with those people that you know passed away and just like see how they're doing and yeah where they're kicking it what it's like (laughs) you know what do do I have something to look forward to (laughs) is there a point to life yeah exists like have all of those existential conversations with people who have passed and also I guess I'd want to know like are you visiting or are you like trapped are you earthbound because Mm -hmm. then we're going on an adventure we're going to figure out how to like get you some peace you know what I mean we're gonna we're gonna Jennifer Love Hewitt ghost whisperer that (laughs) shit oh so things like that uh reassurance that they're that they're okay that they're mm-hmm. in a good place that they are at peace like wanting there's that closure that like you don't mm-hmm. get to have when you lose someone and so yep. you know that like desire just to know yep. and i do think it's like there's also a closure on for yourself too you know getting to say goodbye or you know mm-hmm. uh, yeah 
it's it is such a big part of that like human need and it's one that you generally don't get to have fulfilled it's grief is fucking rough and it grief is rough yeah we we should do an episode on grief but i feel like we should get a specialist (laughs) like a therapist or someone to like sit with us and like talk really dive into grief someone that's very proficient and I expect it'll be similar to the episode we had with Chanel where our neurons were just firing at insane levels we were just like in tears for most of it (laughs) like okay yeah uh yeah if anybody knows anyone yeah please slide into those dms at the peony podcast email us the peony podcast at gmail.com um and you know obviously I gotta plug it hit up our patreon the oh. podcast um all of your support uh, we're so grateful for yes, and truly. it it really does help every little bit helps so thank you so much for the support so slide on into those messages let us know yeah lex do you have any listener stories for the supernatural um, side so i had some people reach out and they're like oh yeah i have stories and i was like great email us so i don't know no, if anybody any did emails. caleb Caleb dude Caleb's I love him he has all the best intentions but homie but he didn't send us anything follow through (sighs) Caleb yeah I told him I was like that would be great email us should we call do you want to like call him on speaker kind of hold on call him on speaker on see if he answers and just if he does be like, hey, can you talk? Also, we're recording you for the podcast. Share your ghost story. Yeah, we technically have to get his consent first. Where is, is he in Portland? No, he's in. Um, he Arizona. is in Arizona now. Mm-hmm. Moved back. Mm-hmm. And let me know if you can. Can you hear it ringing? I can hear it ringing. Okay. Ugh. Caleb, you didn't tell me your ghost story. Well, it's fine because if he doesn't answer, then we'll just I I have blast him on the pod. Because I'm not editing this out. So Caleb. Wow. 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 The disappointment. Caleb, it's Lex and Julia. I don't think you can hear it because we're on the podcast right now. You were supposed to send me your ghost story and you never did. So I'm calling for it if you still want to send it in uh feel free to text it to me too i'll look at my phone um yeah that's all text or call us okay i love you bye he's probably been like what the fuck is this well you too would like to get a a personal phone call personal voicemail or phone call of us just gently berating you yeah you know what let me see i know chris has a ghost story so let me see if i can pull him in yes pull him in i i feel like that should be one of our newest like ventures is just like sending very gentle roasting motivational audio messages to people via like that subscribe to our patreon Uh so it's just like oh I'm it's finals week at school and I'm feeling so depleted and we just like send you an audio message that's just like listen bitch you made it this far 
you got to take it all the way. You got this. Yeah. You got this. I know you're tired. Don't worry about it. Don't worry. We, we support you. Smell. Yeah. You got a little Cheeto dust on your pants, <laughs> on your sweatpants. That's okay. Nobody's looking. Nobody, you know what? And in, in the long run, grades, they don't really fucking matter anyway. Unless you're going to yeah, be like a doctor or like, well, no, technically. Have you heard that joke? No. Have you heard that joke? What do you call someone who graduates last from their medical school? Oh, I don't know. Chief resident? Finishes, finishes last in the class. Doctor. Ha. Huh. Because they still get their degree. I mean, unless they fail their boards multiple oh, times. But my God. Anyway, so if you would like gentle roasting ah! but loving motivational messages from us, <laughs> subscribe to our Patreon. Please do. Um, okay, well, I just reached out to him because he was the only one who was like, I have a story. Screw you, Caleb. I love you so much, but what the <laughs> F, man? Yeah, he was the one person who was like, yes, let me tell you my ghost story. Um, I have quite a few, so I guess this can just be Lex tells her ghost stories. Tell me what your scariest like the one that left you feeling like you maybe peed your pants and maybe you did no judgment Mm -hmm. but like what is and then how did you deal with that yeah um so which one yeah okay so you're like I've been terrified so many times <laughs> in my life. I I was like, so well, there's, there's two that are like, ah. um, but I'll go with the one because one sort of leads into then like a feel good one. Um, so the, this was, I don't know, like early two thousands. Uh, I was up late at night watching Fuse uh tv if anybody remembers that basically just watching like panic at the disco videos um this is the second episode in a row you've mentioned fuse and i love you so much for it i really I miss fuse it was the one channel that actually played music because mtv sucked uh, do you know that the host on it is the only other julia really I, or the only famous julia that has that extra y in there i know there are probably huh. a few more in the world but we're so rare especially in america so when yeah. someone when i hand my id to someone they're just like oh what and i would obviously <laughs> google myself a lot when i started the podcast and all these things to see like where do i show up in searches what do i need yeah. to do and she was always the one that would pop oh. up first and i was like i need to get on top of her with this <laughs> this optimization this search engine optimization yeah you're like i must beat the system yeah anyway yeah, love for you run yeah so it was that or VH1, I Love the 90s, which I think was pretty much all I watched. Uh, pop, pop video. Exactly. So I'm up late. Um, and so I lived in Palmdale in the middle of nowhere. Uh, I lived kind of far out. and It was really dark. Um, a little spooky. Uh, and we lived on like a giant acre of land. So we did. We weren't really like near. We, we had neighbors, but, you know, it wasn't like especially like living in a city like LA where you are, you've got, if you're lucky, you have six inches between your house and your neighbors um, or you live in an apartment. Uh, so I'm in the living room. It's really late. Um, I'm watching TV and everybody else is asleep. Uh, it's dark out because it's late. Duh. That's how the sun works. Anyway. Um, so I'm watching television <laughs> At least in California. I can't speak for other parts of the world where it's sunny the whole time. Anyway, 
What are you talking about, Lex? Uh, so I'm facing our television and our TV was right to the left of our fireplace. And above our fireplace, we had this like giant mirror for whatever reason. Um, and when you, I was sitting on the love seat, curled up watching TV, and when you were sitting on the love seat, it kind of slouched down at a certain angle. If you looked up at the mirror, the mirror would show you the reflection of the corner, like the upper corner uh, of the room that was behind you, um, which was like over by our front door. Uh, so it was like that corner. And so I'm sitting there and I'm watching TV and all of a sudden I get this chill just like down my spine. I was like, what's happening? And it was this. Absolutely not. I, when I was a teenager, I would like kind of know when something was about to happen in terms of paranormal experience. Cause I, it was just like a feeling and I got the feeling I was like, oh no. And I look up into the corner or I look into the mirror and there is just this, like, I would describe it as like, a ring wraith, the Nazgul, a Dementor, whatever you want to use, like a big black swirling mass that it just looked like something pressed up into the corner, kind of like Spider-Man style, but just a swirling black mass in the corner. I'm sorry. Hold on. I don't know if I missed this when you said earlier. What? How old were you? I was maybe 16 or 17. So a teenager when this happened. And I just looked up into the corner almost pissed myself and was and freaked out oh and and it was like covered my eyes and I was like it's not there you're you're hallucinating and I turn around and I look and there's nothing there like I look physically turn and look behind me and I don't see anything and I was like okay oh okay deep breath and I look into the mirror and it's gone I was like okay okay we're fine we're fine it's late you're seeing things were you fine though <laughs> no I <laughs> go back to watching tv a few minutes later, I feel the chill again. And I was like, are you kidding me? And I look and it's there still. And it's just like swirling kind of moving. Like it felt like it was just watching me. And I just screamed like, you're not invited. Nobody let you in. Like you have to go basically. And then got up, started saying the Lord's Prayer. Because it's the one part of like Sunday school my brain remembers turned everything off ran into my room closed the door just like hunkered under the covers started praying and was like hopefully whatever this is goes away um nothing happened the rest of the night the next morning uh i tell my mom about it my mom was also very sensitive and she was like fuck we need to bless the house and i was like okay and she was like the other week she had seen the same thing outside of the window that was next to the front door she was like i saw this she's like i thought it was like a trash bag or something and that's kind of what it looked like but it she was like the feeling was so crippling it just felt like uh she's like i could just feel myself like getting really depressed and really sad We're like okay so we blessed the house uh you know went around with like frankincense and i think she like went she managed to get her hands on holy water and we just like kind of blessed the house and it was fine for a while but um that was the only time we saw that so that that one was terrifying um and this then leads into a feel-good story that is also kind of paranormal oh, thank god. um thank so god <laughs> i my the the like 
I feel like I just put on a shawl, like a shawl mm-hmm. or like a little pashmina. Remember when those were popular? Oh, pashmina. yeah. I feel like I just put an invisible pashmina of coldness on my body. Like my t- my upper body specifically <laughs> feels like just like a chill. Sorry. My lower half sweating. I'm sliding <laughs> off my chair because I put lotion on. I'm, my thighs are sweating. It's an issue. But upper body, very cold. Oh, my very God. Cold. And it's like spreading. Do you think I'm possessed? <laughs> no, I think, I think. Now I'm being a hypochondriac. <laughs> you know I'm a hypochondriac. So now I'm like, oh, great. Is it still hypochondria if it's possession? I don't know. It's a genuine it's question. It, it's, it, well, it's hypochondria adjacent, I would say. Yeah. Of like, basically, attacked. you said there was a dark creature in your home when you were 16 or 17. And now I feel like there's a dark creature in my home right now. I'm sorry. I'm just reminded. Tell me the feel-good story because yes. I need okay. to know so that this gets better. The, the feel-good story, and there's uh, it's a it's a little three-parter. So, and this ties back to my my grandparents. So, um, my mom's parents, my uh, grandpa Al and my grandma Maxine, passed away before I was born. Um, so I never had the chance to meet them. But it's one of those things where you grow up hearing, "Oh my God, you're just like your grandma. You're just like your grandpa." Also, um, can I just say Al and Maxine? Yeah. Very strong names. Yeah. And for them to have found each other, like, I just imagine them walking into a bar and just everyone knows who they are. Oh, it's Al. It's Maxine. I I hope so. I would think so. My grandma had, like, this beautiful, like, thick, curly, like, dark red auburn hair and my grandpa oh my looked like John Wayne. Like, I'll I'll show you photos of them. They were... I don't know why. I don't know why. But when I said that, I imagine they were walking into like a Western bar. And I just thought it was Winona Earp. But maybe (laughs) I just have also seen your grandparents. Maybe. I mean, they did. They did live on a ranch and like my mom had horses growing up. So there was kind of like cowboy vibe. And my great grandfather or great great grandfather was a horseback rider for like the I don't know I don't remember what it was called but like the Tsar's army in Russia like like was an intense Whoa. like horseman so it kind of Do you ride horses? I haven't since I was maybe like 10 but I used to. Um not I would go to my aunt's house and she would let me ride her horse like that was the extent but Dude. Um California as long as I can get appointments, I'm going to go ahead and, and get my COVID vaccine, get vaccinated, come to LA, and you and I are going to ride some fucking horses I would together. be into that. I miss It's going to be the most riding. romantic, platonically <laughs> romantic Just day beautiful. of life. I would Picnic. be so into that. We're doing the whole fucking thing. Are we horseback riding on a beach or like what's the vibe? In my mind, it's like uh, through like the Malibu Hills. Yeah. Cliff, where yep. we see the sunset on the beach and then we have a picnic on the cliff so we don't have to deal with like the riffraff of like yeah, actual yeah. malibu i'm into it but we can just overlord on them and be like oh my god like <laughs> horses and a picnic like gwyneth could never <laughs> you can't even touch us right now i'm into yeah. it i mean so alan maxine <laughs> yes so alan maxine so they, they passed away before i was born um so the f- first experience that I ever had with them um I was so I didn't learn how to ride a bike until I was like mm, 11 or so um show off <laughs> do you, I never learned I don't know if you ever I, are inclined no. Uh, okay no 
at this point i know that adult size tricycles exist i know that they (laughs) come in a low rider version (laughs) like i really don't think i need anything else in my life i'm good yeah you're welcome um i yeah i wanted i wanted to learn because i'd had like a tricycle when i was a kid and then every time i'd get a bike and like got really close to taking the training wheels off somebody would steal my bike so i just like never progressed um and then a friend was like i'll teach you and so we were at her house she lived off of a dirt road um and so she was like teaching me how to ride a bike and i was finally getting it and we're on this dirt road and we're going and i'm like ecstatic because i'm riding a bike and i'm near like to my right i think there was just like a a gully (laughs) and i feel my bike start to wobble i'm like i'm going down there's no way i'm gonna like come out of this and i'm going in this gully and i might like really hurt myself so i was like mentally preparing myself and all of a sudden i felt someone grab the seat and put their hand on my back and right me and hold on to me until I regain my balance. And then I could feel them push me forward. And I, without even thinking, just turned around and yelled back, thanks, grandpa, and just kept going. Like it, it just came out of my mouth. Like I didn't even know it just happened. So <laughs> Julia's. My, I don't know. <laughs> my heart and my head and my brain are both exploding in slow motion is what I feel like. That's the only way I could describe it. Oh my God. Yeah. Ow. Yeah. Grandpa Ow. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that was the first time. And then the next time I was uh, like 15 or 16 and I had the flu, like legit had the flu yeah. and I was laying in bed. thought I was going to die. Cause I had, I'd been running a fever for like two or three days. Um, really sick didn't want to eat anything just felt awful and it was that like where you just have full body chills and I think I had like maybe like six or seven blankets on top of me and I could not get warm like I just I was so cold um and so I'm laying in bed I have all these blankets on me I'm finally starting to get warm and I'm like great (laughs) maybe I'll fall asleep and I move and as I shift the blankets move and like fall off of my feet or something. And all of a sudden now my feet are out and I'm cold and I just start crying because I feel so awful. And I was like, okay, this is the end, you know? And all of a sudden I feel the blankets move, go back over my feet and I feel like I'm getting tucked in and I just start to feel warm and like snuggled in. And, and just, I think I muttered like, thanks grandma or something because I knew like, it has to be grandma like who else is gonna do that fell asleep slept for like 12 hours when I woke up my fever and chills and all that was gone and I was like starting to get better so that was the second time Julia looks like she's crying or going I'm to, cry. to cry I'm borderline <laughs> at tears like I I, I held my breath for that whole story and I just realized it Aww. and just let it go but I I'm yeah. speechless. I'm I and that is such a grandma move. Right? Grandma Max coming through. Coming I hope she went by Max or Max uh, or something. That's what um yeah, everybody my my aunt called refers to her as Grandma Max. Um I love Max yeah. for a, a girl's name. I, I do think too. That's like that's a spunky ass girl, right? Right. There. Okay, so yep. 
my mom almost named me Maxine after her and then didn't. And I am still like low key mad. I'm like, why? That's the coolest fucking name. Like Max, that's dope. I would love that. Hey, but, hey, you know, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it for you now mm-hmm. since you haven't done it yet. This episode. What's up? Remember when your therapist told you. Yes. To <laughs> be the adult that your child needed. <laughs> You can legally change. I can legally. Well, see now if you want. Now that I'm older, I actually really love Lex. Like that Mm -hmm. just feels right. Uh, I also am like very into names, and I love the like the meaning of my name. So I was like, no, I'll keep this one. This is she did. She did good. She picked a good name. So now I'm fine. But yeah, it's also adjacent to Max. Lex. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, all right, I'll keep Lex. Um. New animated but. series from Disney Plus. Lex and Max. Aw. Cute. Just a girl and her dog spirit ghost grandma. <laughs> and her and her and her ghost grandma like teaches her how to cook and, and gets helps her get ready for a date. Trademark it. Grandma of grandma. Trademark it. We're calling it. You can't you can't steal it, Disney. You can't steal it, Netflix. It's ours. We're making this. We need animator friends. This is adorable. <laughs> Just acknowledge. <laughs> That we have a solid pitch every every single, single time. I don't understand. And by we, I mean why you. the stu- <laughs> why the studios are not calling us because this is we need to get them listening. Yeah, for yeah. real. Yeah. Um. Oh my god. Okay. It's just so beautiful, yeah. and I'm so happy. I have one more you for have you. That. Do it. Okay. Do it. And this one might actually make you cry because I t- sometimes when I talk about it, I get like teary. So I just want to like brace you for it. All right. So this is I think I'm about uh, 19 or 20. Um, So this is after the really spooky shit with the fucking thing in the corner. Um, And in addition to that, in high school, towards the end of my time in high school, my best friend at the time who what a piece of shit human they turned out to be. Um, But they like had a lot of weird stuff happening at their house and they like kind of dragged me into it. And they're like, can you help me? I think maybe there's a demon in my room. And I was like, great. So kind of like open myself up to a lot of things. Not a good idea. Don't do that. Also, if somebody's like, I think there's a demon in my house. Can you help me? Don't be friends with that person. Giant red flag. What? Plot twist this person. I like fell I mean, in love with him and he broke my heart. So no. at like 19, I, it was, I was 19. I'm, I'm fine sorry. now. It's okay. Yeah. But Dodge the bullet. That, that stings. That stings. But yeah. also like. I don't know. I'm going to argue that even though that was your experience, and I'm very sorry that that was, that could also be the start of like a really fun, like supernatural buddy duo. Yeah, like a buddy cop, but with demons. And I think that's what I was hoping for. Anyway, whatever. And it could have just been his room was haunted. Listen, it doesn't matter. But listen, if you you want to be ghost bros together, I'm down. Yes. Let's do it. The confessionals would literally be you. Like, there is something here. Our equipment is registering it. And then it would, like, pan to my confessional. And my confessional is just, like, I go straight to Joe Pesci. And I'm just like, eh, I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't hear it. I don't know. I think I think the equipment's defective. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm not convinced. I just imagine like when we're doing the horseback ride, we're actually ghost hunting, but like in famous celebrities' backyards. <laughs> but we're like in Dude, Malibu. 
that is that is another <laughs> incredible pitch for a reality TV show. Are you kidding me? It could be like the simple life, but we're on horses and we're hunting ghosts, and we go to all of these like we go to like Lisa Vanderpump's house. Oh my god, like Kevin Hart's house, and we're we just like are. <laughs> Cowgirl, Malibu cowgirl, fucking ghost hunter. It's Winona Earp, isn't it? I'm (laughs) here. Uh, Yes, but make it Malibu. Make it expansive. The real ghost hunters of Malibu. Winona Earp style. What? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Genius idea. Okay, I I apologize. No, it's crush. So that's like the backstory. Like a lot of stuff has been kind of building. It's been intense being in your late teens or teens in general sucks. Um, So, again, up late one night watching television as most of these stories start. So I'm watching TV and all of a sudden I hear it sounds like uh, like a blend of my voice and my mom's voice saying my name in the kitchen. So I just hear like it's like a stage whisper. So I just hear Lex like come from the kitchen. And I was like. What? Uh, <laughs> hello, nothing, don't hear anything. I think I'm like losing my mind. I hear it again a few seconds later. And I was like, Mom, because I it sounds like my mom. Um, so I get up to go see in the kitchen if she's hanging out. Uh, I pop my head in, she's not there. And I was like, Interesting. And I'm thinking maybe she got up, got something to drink or whatever said my name for whatever reason and then went back to bed so i go to her room open the door to check to see and i like lean in and go mom and she is out like she is snoring she is and i can tell she's been in she's in a deep sleep and she's not there's no way she could have like gotten up done a thing gone back to bed so i was like okay that's weird whatever go back to the living room watching tv again and i hear it again and i'm just like what is happening i feel like i'm losing my mind and then all of a sudden i start to hear so like i said we lived out in the middle of nowhere we had gravel throughout our backyard and i start to hear right outside of the front door i start to hear whistling like a very clear crisp whistle um and i'm like oh great there's somebody in our front yard which unfortunately wouldn't be totally uncommon because we live in the middle of nowhere and there's like teenagers would come out there and stuff so i think like okay maybe somebody's like maybe the teenagers are hanging out in front of our front yard or something and so i like peek out and i don't see anything but i can hear very distinctly someone whistling and then the whistling starts to move and i can hear that this whoever or whatever this person is is walking around the house and i am like Holy fuck. So I make sure all the doors are locked. I do the thing that you do in a horror film and you go into the kitchen, you grab the biggest fucking knife you can find. And then I decide to turn off the lights so that way I can hopefully see out and maybe they can't see in. So we turn off the lights and I'm like creeping around the house, like following, listening and trying to see outside. And I can tell that they're walking, slowly walking, like making around. Uh, outside of the house but i can't see anybody and as i'm listening i'm like freaking out heart is in my throat feel like i'm gonna poop my pants i realize that they're whistling of all things you are my sunshine and it is this clear isabel whistle and i'm just like what is going on and so freaking out um 
and the whistling starts to get closer to the back door. It gets really close to the windows, but I never see anybody. And at a certain point, I like think I'm just so stressed and anxious that it dissolves. And I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm just going to go to bed. I don't know what the fuck this is. Whatever. And so I say my little prayer. The whistling stops. I don't hear anything. Say my little prayer. Go, go, go to go to my room, go to bed. And I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? Um, the next morning, uh, my mom is like watching TV, drinking her coffee or whatever. And and she's like, Oh, how was the whatever you were watching last night? I was like, Oh, it was fine. Um, this weird thing happened, like this, and I tell her what happened. And as I get to the part where I'm like, Yeah, there was somebody was calling my name and I couldn't hear it. And then I I started to hear somebody walking around the house, which was really scary. Um, but then they were whistling, which was weird, and they were whistling, You are my sunshine. Like, what? And I tell her that, and I expect her to be like, Wow, what a psycho. She starts sobbing, like absolutely sobbing. And I was like, what is happening? I was like, are you okay? And she was like, that was your grandma and your grandpa checking in on us. She was like, your your grandma sounded a lot like you and I do, like the deeper, huskier voice. And she was like, and your grandfather, when we lived at the ranch, when he would go check on the horses at night, he would walk around house before coming in to make sure everything was like secure and he was always whistling you are my sunshine which is like so they were just checking in and i think as i'm telling this i think it was like near ish some one of their birthdays or their anniversary or something so she was like i think they were just making sure we were okay and after that experience because like I said, but prior to all of this stuff was getting very intense in terms of just weird shit happening around the house. All of it stopped like after that, like never had another weird experience, never had another, um, at least in this house, like never had another moment where I never saw that weird, creepy black thing like swirling in the corner. Like none of that ever happened again. And it was almost like them. And I don't know like what exactly prompted them to just like show up and kind of like weirdly grandma, grandpa bless the house. But um, that was like the last big experience that I ever had. It was them coming in and checking in on us. That's my last grandpa, grandparent story. Wow. Yeah. That's beautiful. They seem like they're having a really good time. (laughs) They're just like, it's been a minute. We should go make sure they're okay. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. I I, I just imagine that they're, because it seems like they had such a strong relationship and they were like really like great companions in addition to like being each other's people. Yeah. And so I just imagine like, can you imagine the antics that their spirits (laughs) are getting into? Part of me, sometimes I'm like, was all the really scary stuff them too? Just like pulling pranks and like, you know, it would be funny. We put this weird costume on. I feel like they might have done it to your mom, but I feel like they wouldn't do it to you. Grandparent, (laughs) grandchild dynamic is a little bit different. There's like a little bit more protection there. But kids, yeah, yeah. I feel like there's so much anxiety and like stress around your own children Mm -hmm. that like it it walks the razor's edge between fucking with them so hard (laughs) and like 
just loving them unconditionally. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe I, I don't know, but that was, um, yeah, that was one of the like last big experiences that I had and it was them. I, uh, it, it's, it's always just been so weird too. Cause I think like outside of stories that have gotten from family members of what they were like, like piecing mm-hmm. these people together through through those stories and then also through these like very unique experiences that I've had um I don't know it's a weird it's a weird cool way to get to know your grandparents um have I ever told you what my dream like birthday party would be no tell me so I've never been one for like being the center of attention in terms of like Mm -hmm. at an event But so for my 16th birthday, I was like, I don't want a party. Everyone else is having a party. I was like, I have three best friends, like girlfriends, like the four of us. I want to, you know, get a limo, go to a really fancy restaurant in the city. Cause Mm -hmm. I, I, we were in Brooklyn at the time. And I was like, I want to go into Manhattan. I want to go to like a, I want to go to like a ridiculously expensive, delicious restaurant, Mm -hmm. order anything on the menu and then go and see a Broadway show. Mm -hmm. And then, like, have the limo drop us back home. Like, that's what I wanted for my 16th birthday. Mm -hmm. So I feel like for my birthday, I don't want, like, a party. But I just want the people that I genuinely, like, love and enjoy. So you'd be there, obviously. But, like, very intimate circle of people. And I want to do a seance. Ooh. Yeah. That would be so fun. how wrong they can go. Yes. Yeah. Many a time. So I'm, it's a little terrifying, which is why you need that support group. It's like doing a drug for the, like a hard drug for the first time. Like you got it, <laughs> you know, I, yeah. I, and this is, listen, you guys, I'm not telling you to do hard drugs, but I'm telling you, like, if you're going to maybe be smart about it, like survey your, your surroundings, yeah. the people that you're with, is there yeah. a high level of trust? Is there a high level of comfort? Is there a low degree of danger? Like are the knives put away? Things like that. Yeah. Great. Like you know yourself, do your thing, like be safe. So it's the same thing with a seance. I feel like I need the people around me that would. Looking kind of like help guide you through the experience. Like I had uh, a friend in college who was like, you know, I think it was the first time I got high. She was like there and she stayed sober. So that way in case anything off the rails happened, she could look out for me and she she was like yeah I'll be your drug mom is the way that she kind of explained it but I do think that it's like it's helpful because you are in a different state especially you have an anchor yeah and having somebody to you know protect you and yeah um yeah like the shamans in Peru during ayahuasca ceremonies which Mm -hmm. is on my bucket list oh Hey. I, I have to get over my like anxiety about like pooping in front of people <laughs> yeah. and vomiting in front of people because oh. that's a side effect. But yeah. Otherwise, I'm very much ready for a vision quest. <laughs> I was like, I just need someone to tell me what I'm doing with my life. Just one, <laughs> one strong indicator on whether or not I'm on the right path. Yeah. One sign. One sign from. From ayahuasca, from God, from extraterrestrials, from from who Raz McDonald, who's Rain Wilson, Carrie Terry Strawberry. 
Terry Carnation. <laughs> yes, Terry Carnation. Like I need a sign yeah. from someone to be like, you're on the right path, keep going. Or a sign to be like, hey, what are you doing? You're not in alignment with yeah. who you need to, like who you are. So I just, somebody give me a fucking sign. Yeah. Have you looked into like doing either palm reading or even like a tarot reading? No. Or are you hesitant? I mean, okay. I'm, I'm very skeptical. Yeah. I feel yeah. like I would probably do a tarot reading with Chanel, mm-hmm. but I'm also kind of scared that it will, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But mostly, mostly I'm very skeptical if I have to like pay someone to do that I've tried to do it on my own like because there are so many guides on palm reading to understand it yeah um but I forgot what my results were I don't know yeah apparently it not you know dead before 32 because I'm still here but you know who knows (laughs) I'm just like you died seven years ago like what I'm am I a ghost we might both be ghosts these this is our existential crisis of the week (laughs) i do love uh, right here like i I saw a lot of this especially last year because 2020 was such a fucking shit show where people were like you know what maybe the world did end in 2012 and we're all just either in hell or purgatory like and now we're just vibing which 100 percent. at least there's tiktok absolutely (laughs) absolutely well, y'all, shame on you for not sending in stories. Just uh, kidding. We love you. Thank you for listening. Chris, I was going to say Chris did text me. I don't know if we want to add his to this, but he was oh, like, yeah, yeah, I can pop Third in. On. Third on. Um, Third on, and okay. then we'll do our, our recommendos for the week Okay. What was that? that so was- I'm going to have him pop in and join us. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Quick plug for Robo Dessert, at Robo Dessert on all the platforms. If you want to see, if you want to see him draw Pokemon from from very poorly, quest. His Charmander was like kind of there. His Charmander (laughs) was like if Charmander existed in the real world. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like if Charmander existed in the real world and lived in like Detroit and smoked like a pack a day, that's what his Charmander (laughs) looked like. Yeah, it oh boy, his uh I I I don't know the 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 name of the character, but there's one that looks like a frog that's like squatting, but it it's very demonic. It, he's got a few of them where I'm like, these are straight up haunted. His smoochum, terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. I liked I liked the one he did of the reclining one. I forget which one it was, but it was like in a Burt Reynolds recline with like one leg propped up. And that one, for some reason, I was like, okay, but like why? Oh no. Why is why is this the position? yeah chosen for this who i was knows? into it who yeah. knows um let me we're in the same house let me go grab this dude i'll be right back okay oh jesus i just i almost dropped my mic it's fine it's fine taylor are you there god julia <laughs> i was sure I was attempting to get Taylor to speak into the mic, and I think that's the cat noise. Is that not the cat noise? The internet misled me. Yeah. Here you are. <laughs> we can hear you now. 
Good. How are you, Chris, aka Robo Dessert? Doing so well. How are you? Hello? Hello. We were talking about your terrifying Pokemon renderings that are on TikTok. Those are ghost stories in themselves. Really, they are. Those are nightmares from another dimension. Yeah, I'm excited to hear your story. Do you have more than one? I yeah, really, I do. Okay, two, I think. Share them. Okay, where I I really hope we've been following this like pattern almost of like one terrifying and then one feel good. I don't know if yours apply. No, mine are both in the scary realm. Not quite. Oh, fantastic! But but not. Maybe start great. with the. You know what? You tell them however you want to tell them. Well, we'll do it yeah. in chronological order because one comes from when I was a kid. I was okay. I was in sixth grade, so that would have been like what I don't know how old I was. Ten? No, I don't know. I can never remember. Yeah. Versus year eleven. Yeah, something 11 like that. 12? Yeah, that sounds right. So like eleven or twelve, something like that. And uh, I was home alone, getting ready for work or, or for wow for school. <laughs> <laughs> Hustling from a young age. Yeah, out of the getting, warehouse. Really getting in there this when I was young. 1890. <laughs> had to head down to the factory. Um, <laughs> no, I was getting. I just pictured you like like Stewie Griffin level, where it's yeah. like a baby body, but like your grown man head on it exactly. with like a briefcase and a suit going Old to work. I don't know why, because right. yeah. that's not what an 11 year old. <laughs> that's not what any human being looks like. Anyway, continue. It was all in black and white. Um, no, I was in uh, I was in sixth grade. I was getting ready for school in the morning. I was home alone, and and the school was right behind our house, so I just had to get ready and walk to school. Um, and so it, we lived in a two story house, and I was upstairs. We had a, a bathroom that was like for everybody, and then my parents had the bathroom in like their their master bedroom. And I was getting ready in my parents' bathroom for some reason. I think there was like like our shower was broken in in the regular bathroom. I don't know, but I was in there, and so. The, the bathroom door was just slightly ajar leading out into my parents' bedroom. And the the door to their bedroom was closed. And I was getting ready. I just got out of the shower. I was about to leave the bathroom. And I thought I saw something, like, small, like, run past, like, on the floor. And we have two cats. So I was like, oh, it was probably just one of the cats got into the bedroom. No big deal. But then I stepped out of the bathroom. And immediately I heard this, like voice that sounded like the, the closest I can describe it is like uh, like a ring wraith from Lord of the Rings. It was like this really whispery voice. It was just like, and I was like, nope, I'm leaving. And the door was closed again to the to the bedroom. So I don't think a cat like got in there. And I just went downstairs and like grabbed a Bible and just sat there for like five minutes and then just left early for school. I was like, no, I'm I'm done. We're going to school early today. Um, and then I never heard anything or saw anything in that house again. I don't know if anybody else ever did and just didn't tell me, but I was like, no, this is <laughs> horrifying. So it was that. And then the other one happened in this apartment, Yeah. which there's some debate as to whether or not this is a ghost story, but I don't have another plausible explanation for this. I think it's a ghost. Yeah. So in the bedroom that is now like an office space, we, me and where you, you uh, where I stream. Um, me and Emma used to sleep in there and in the ceiling is like this cutout with this like plank of wood over it that leads to like a crawl space uh, up in the up in the um, up in the roof and one night this was like 2016 like the spring of 2016 um, there was like this really really crazy storm it was like insanely windy it was raining and all this stuff and, and we went to sleep no big deal 
And then the next morning, I remember I woke up pretty peacefully, like the night went by pretty normal, even with the storm and everything. And, and I rolled over and I looked up and the plank of wood had been lifted up and moved over for the crawl space. And like, some people were like, maybe it was the wind or maybe this, but like, there's that crawl space is completely closed off. There's not like a vent or anything that leads to the outside. So even with the wind going, like some people were like, maybe it was pressurized, but like, it's a heavy, cause I went, I, we got like a, a step letter and I popped up and moved it back over and it's a heavy piece of wood. So if, even if it had been pressurized, it would have made a ton of noise in the night. And I'm a pretty light sleeper overall. So like that would have waken me up yeah. immediately, but it was just like pushed over into the side as if something was just peeking in to say hello. And I was like, no, <laughs> I just turned over and saw it and just froze. Yeah. And I was as an so argument scared. too for like, no, I don't care. What did you let out I don't know. in this world? <laughs> because we've had, we've had really bad windstorms, probably worse than that before. Wait, Lex, get a little closer okay. to the mic for me. Yep. So, cause we'd had like really bad windstorms before and after that and it's never moved again Mm -mm. it was just that one time no it's never even like rattled or anything it's just been completely still there yeah and we'd already been apartment for like two years by the time that had happened Mm -hmm. so it wasn't like we just moved here i would be interested to see if that like date time whatever if there was something happening in the universe like some sort of weird alignment or something Mm. that then the storm was like the missing piece and it's like once every 200 years (laughs) this happens (laughs) and the people 200 years ago that bound the spirit in the space were like I mean like not our problem it's (laughs) 200 years a long time like the apocalypse will come before then and then you wake up one morning in 2016 and surprise. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was not yeah. a fan of it. No, how could you? All right, like saddle up. We have our first busting to do. First <laughs> ghost busting apartment. to do. Boom. Um, thanks, Robo Dessert. Yeah, thanks for sharing, buddy. Yeah. Spooky. <laughs> so spooky. Oh my god, so cute. Have fun. So spooky, so cute. Chris's first story. Uh huh. When he, or no, I'm sorry, the second story when he first started saying it and he was like, there's this crawl space. And I'm like, oh my God, telltale heart. Like, there's a body up there. <laughs> oh, fuck. Honestly, we, because we had had, I can't remember. Yeah. That same night, um, my friend Kelly was staying over because he was, um, he was in LA visiting. So he was here. I think my friend, Hillary was also here and maybe even my friend Lindsay. So it was like there were a lot of us here. Um Hi, Kelly Kelly Corso. Oh no. He's a um he's a beautiful baritone singer. Um he uh he was over because I remember he and Chris what they did, or maybe it was Jose. Who cares? Whatever. Somebody else. Maybe it was Jose. <laughs> um before they moved it back. Or maybe they, or maybe I think Chris moved it back and then like the next weekend or the next time a bunch of people were over, they popped it open, like put a phone up there and like rotated around to see like, is there someone living in our crawl space? And it's very, I'd say it's maybe like a foot high. It's not very big. Like it's not a situation like a creepypasta where there's someone living in the walls. Um, Thank God. Uh, 
because that, that was something where we were like maybe there was like a raccoon living in there or something it there's nothing up there well there's nothing up there now um to like it could have moved it over so it still freaks us out so yeah we get into debates every now and then and emma's like it was the wind and Kristen and i are like was it though was it a ghost what if it what if it was just one of the cats like jumped up and did it it's about like 12 <laughs> feet high so <laughs> there's no way there's no way cats they could have gone are, up there cats are not of this earth like that's cats true. are of their own spiritual plane <laughs> that's true uh well at the time i don't know if we had Haley yet um okay. but yeah because there's there's no way it was one of the cats because <laughs> there was no way to access it. It's like one of those that you you have to be on um, like a step ladder or something. You push it up and move it. So it wasn't like if they were on a bookcase and jumped and hit it. No, there wasn't anything. I want to know how much to. like a ghost frequency meter costs. And an EVP I, reader? I don't think they're that that much. Oh, look him Okay, do it. well, I know what I'm using my tax return to get. <laughs> I've thought, you know what? I've actually thought about getting an EVP reader for a while. Um, P reader. You know what you should do, which me putting this, you know, broadcasting this is Hmm. obviously defeats the point, but maybe I'll cut it. Who knows? Mm -hmm. You should get some sort of, you should get a (laughs) walkie-talkie. You should get like the smallest one you can find. Like a baby monitor? Like, like very, very spy-like, very uh-huh. sleuth, very stealth. Uh-huh. And you hide it deep in that crawl space. <laughs> and the other set you have. Mm-hmm. And you just fuck with Chris. <laughs> and you just, you just literally play the fucking thing from the, from the... <sighs> Lord of the Rings, that voice, yeah, or just yeah. like sound effect, or just like random static at times. Yeah. Oh man, I my friends when we were kids, we absolutely fucked with their their siblings and like made them think like a house was haunted. And pulling pranks is one of my favorite things to do. So uh, I'm into this idea very I mean, much. As long as it doesn't upset the the actual apartment spirit. dynamic oh yeah oh or the actual spirit i'm like as long as it doesn't offend the real ghost uh yeah as long as i don't get a fake from my apartment what what if you start getting noise back but it's still in the crawl space and no one's discovered it mm. I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell Chris to do that back to you. I'm gonna be like I'm gonna be like, hey, there's a walkie-talkie in the crawl space. Well, I was gonna, gonna say with you. What if fuck back with her? The like ghost starts actually speaking through the walkie-talkie, and I'm telling him I'm like, it's not me, and it see it's gonna, also this yeah. is why I would be a terrible or a, or a genius genius spy of like I just told you the whole plan and everything. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, one of those like, well, she told us it was. It obviously can't be that thing, or is it? Or is it? Or is it? And then you find out that while you've been distracted with this prank, I've sewn shellfish into your your curtain hems. (laughs) What is that from again? Is that from New Girl? Ghost Whisperer. 
<laughs> New Girl, they just hit a fish. Okay, that's what it was. Those whisper, there was this couple <laughs> who were real estate agents who were like married, right. but also enemy, like mortal enemies. And they kept mm-hmm. sabotaging as they both got more successful. It degraded their marriage and they became more competitive. And so they started sabotaging each other's listings. And one of them, they sewed shrimp into or shellfish into like the curtains along the seams so that you can just smell decaying seafood, but you don't know where it's coming from because who would think to check the hems of That's the curtains? So gross. That is so gross. Okay. It was you that told me that because I was like, I've heard this story before. Wait, why? And it was because you were talking about Ghost Whisper. Yeah. Yeah, so gross. which is not my recommend of the week. But okay, like those. What is your recommend I'm, of the week? I want you to go first. Okay, What's your recommend of the week. Well, I just talked about Rain Wilson's new podcast, so I guess oh, it won't it be is. that. No, 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 um, my rec of the week, uh, shan't be that. Um, is it called Dry Air, Dark Air? It's called uh, Dark Air. Yeah, Dark Air. Um. Mm-hmm. See, I, I, that my feel good was also my wreck of the week. Damn it. I still keep messing these up. That's fine. How about oh. this? How about we, okay, go for it. Uh, I was going to drop on that. We both could take credit. For oh, it. okay. Go for it. Um, <laughs> I, my recommend of the week is if you can get your fucking COVID vaccine. Yeah. Oh get yeah. Get your fucking COVID vaccine. Yes, please. California. If you are over 50, you are now eligible in addition to all of the other things. Mm-hmm. If you are and on the 15th of this month, they open it up to everyone. Everybody. So get your appointment, jump in that line, get your first one on the books. They automatically schedule you for three weeks after that to get your second one. You have your spot secured. So just get that first, first appointment. And if you can get the Johnson Johnson one, I hope it's the real one and not the misproduced one, but yeah. You know, either way, get vaccinated and don't t- don't take that for granted. Yeah, like we've we've been to we've been through so much, and we are now witnessing the making of a brand new vaccine, and we're seeing all of this research come out of it's effective in this age demographic, this much yep. percent, and it's effective against this strain, this much percent. And it's just, we are on the cutting edge of science and we are alive to see it. Like this will be in the history books. Like these yeah. people develop these vaccines and da, 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 and like medical students are going to learn about this and, and undergrad science students are going to learn about that. And high school science students are going to learn about that. And like, we're living through a moment of history and it's just like so trippy to see. It is. Yeah. So get your vaccine. Yeah. Go get your vaccine. Uh, in addition to that, if you're like, I don't, I'm having a hard time finding one. Um, a few people pointed out looking into areas where uh, maybe people are less likely to get the vaccine. So I know like Bakersfield, California, people have been suggesting like if you can maybe trying to go there. Um, so there may be areas near like maybe not your direct area, but maybe there are cities nearby that where they have either a surplus or the demand isn't quite as high. So. And these pharmacies and these vaccine sites, they do need to use those vaccines um, in order to keep the site running uh, and get more allocations. So 
check yeah. like that too. Um, and there's also a lot yeah. of like Twitter. I don't want to call it Twitter bots, but there are a lot of see. I know New Jersey has one where what they will they it basically like scans the internet and then will alert you and like hey new vaccines just like new slots opened here. So yeah. um, if you're on Twitter, uh, you can find a few places that will help help you on your yeah. search. There are also some sleeping giants that aren't really talked about that much that I. I don't want to blow up their spot and I don't know if this is going to get them in trouble, but like those big, like wholesale spots like Costco Mm, and Sam's mm -hmm. club and all that, they have pharmacies and those that know, know that like a Costco pharmacy is about as good as that fruity Sunday they have. (laughs) Like it's good. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a delightful little secret. So, and, and Costco has like not even been, asking questions for the most part at least up by us in northern california because they just have the doses to spare and the people don't really like people don't really know yeah that's a resource for them they don't really advertise or anything you do have to have a membership which i think can be a barrier to some yeah but like if you do just know they probably are flowing in in swimming in doses and they're not going to ask you questions if you are eligible or not because they got to push this shit out before it you know yeah expires. yeah I, I've, I've heard that like a lot of cvs's and walgreens in orange county um have appointments available and they have extra doses and they're it, it is one of those things where they're kind of like we just need to get this vaccine to people um especially if they've already opened up a vial like they can't refreeze it they can't reuse it they've i think depending on which vaccine it is they only have a few hours where it can be out so if you want your vaccine and you can't find it in your current city and if you have the ability to like go to Costco or go to CVS or Walgreens like do it um yeah get that vaccine man shout out to Carbon Health um my sister-in-law works for them and they have been integral in this mass vaccination effort they basically I believe their primary care or they're they, they're clinic based they're a network of clinics for medical care and they pivoted their resources specifically to vaccination and to the, the efforts for COVID so they are basically the ones that are you know in Dodger Stadium orchestrating the mass vaccination sites nice. and they, like on their website they have, you can plug in your area and it'll tell you all of the places near you that are, have vaccines or administrating vaccines. You can click on a link to schedule your appointment. So it's a really great kind of aggregator of where you can go. And then also like she told me that they're, I I mean, obviously I can't say the details, but like they're getting a mass restock in their like LA market. And so I imagine now's the time that a lot of restocks are happening and a lot of, especially in California with them opening it up to the whole state on the 15th of April, Yeah, like restocks are coming and they're coming hard. And the Johnson and Johnson restocks that are coming are not from that batch that was in the news recently of having the wrong ingredient. These are like legit quality control assured like good vaccines so yeah that's my rec of the week is just get your fucking vaccine yeah 
please go do it. <laughs> like, it's also such a, it's such a relief. Um, I'm fortunate enough that I'm like fully vaccinated now. Um, and my roommates are in the process of getting vaccinated. And it's like the other night we were talking about it because um, Emma's uh, halfway through hers and or she got her first dose on Friday and she was like, oh, my God, in like a month we can have friends over if they've been vaccinated and like we can take our masks off and we can like sit next to each other on the couch again and like eat pizza. Like just the simple things that we've missed for the past year. Like, oh man, oh man, it, yeah, it's just such a relief. So uh, if you can, please do it. It's, it also just gives you so much peace of mind. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I've heard so many people that have gotten it that finished their series that they said that is the one biggest side effect that they didn't see coming is Mm -hmm. just literally the weight lifted off of their shoulders. Like it's, you don't realize how much tension you're holding on to until it's dissipated. And then you literally can feel like someone finally like, you know, the vice for the vice around your chest is like loose. Yeah. I don't, for me, it's been like, when I go to the grocery store or Target or whatever to go get essential stuff or, you know, just to like buy wine, which I think has become kind of essential this past year. But um, For sure. it there isn't that like thought of am I going to wind up getting COVID just because I went and bought eggs? Like, you know, you don't mm-hmm. have that running panic. And there's still, I'm not going to lie, like every now and then I'm like, oh. I hope I'm okay but um especially with allergy season coming in in LA but it there is just like it's a it's such a like simple piece that you have yeah um and for me it's also been like you know family that's older getting their vaccine and having them fully inoculated I'm like cool like there's also that stress that you've been carrying just thinking about the people that you love and care yeah. about and watching them get vaccinated is awesome too. So, yeah. Yeah. If you, <clears throat> if we emerge from this pandemic, I mean, not if, but like when we emerge, yeah. when we're clear on the other side of it and we like have a game plan and we're all good and we're whatever. If you are someone that was not affected, like if you are someone that does not know anyone mm-hmm. who died of COVID or was hospitalized, like someone in critical condition due to COVID, consider yourself privileged, consider yourself yeah. lucky, consider yourself to be like, be grateful for what a gift that is. Because the more people I talk to, like everyone knows someone that was either hospitalized or has passed away either directly Or like through one degree. Yeah. Like it's not a, my mom said, my aunt said, our second cousin said their neighbor's husband's brother was in the hospital. It's literally like, like my grandfather's sister Mm -hmm. and her husband were hospitalized. She passed away and he's still in critical condition. Like this is fucking real. And if you haven't been touched by it in that way, like consider it a gift and do not take it lightly. Yeah. really appreciate the gift that you have in your life to mentally not live with that that baggage that that weight we've talked about it before but just that collective trauma that everyone is going through right now and 
this even once we're able to go back to restaurants and like be out without masks on there's still going to be those aftershocks that this has caused because for the past you know more than a year now our lives have been just absolutely dragged through shit um yeah and garrett and i were talking about this how we hope that there is enough of a normalized culture where like Mm -hmm. say say we emerge on the other side of covid this summer Mm -hmm. right late summer okay in the winter when flu season comes Mm -hmm. i hope that mass culture is still a thing like other countries have been doing it and have done it for so long yeah and the fact that it's 2021 we have vaccines we're almost on the other side of it and there are still people that are like no like it's an infringement on my rights that like tells me that as a country mass culture will not be a thing but I hope that it like that's my wish is that it would be yeah. because it shows enough consideration to be like like I saw I saw a video the other day that was just like now in the pandemic if you don't feel well it's like everyone's very much like okay take the time off like you like, yeah. get tested da, da, da. and times before and like everyone's hygienic and like the masks and the this and the cleaning and the Lysol and the everything right six six feet all of all of the precautions Think of before, think of before when you woke up to go to work, Mm -hmm. go to school, whatever, and you had a cold or you didn't feel well and you thought, well, it's not the flu. Like it's not, I'm like able to move around. I'm just, I just don't feel well. And I have the sniffles and I have a cough, like, and you went to work and the expectation was that you would go to work and you would be there. And it's like the fact that I hope that the pandemic has reset some expectations around like, if you don't feel well, like genuinely you don't owe anybody anything. Yeah. Like you owe it to yourself to take care of yourself. So take a sick day if you can. Yeah. Like, and if you can't like, hopefully hold your accountable, hold your company accountable to the fact that they need to give you sick days. Like, and also managers leaders I mean I know this is probably going to fall on deaf ears but I hope it doesn't if it gets through to just like one person I'm grateful but like don't give your people the benefit of the doubt if they're the right people and they're doing the right work then if someone tells you they need to take a sick day believe them yeah if someone tells you they need to take a mental health day believe them and grant them that that what they need and the fact that we like so many other countries this is now becoming a rant so other (laughs) so many other countries have unlimited sick days and a certain amount of vacation days and america mostly has vacation days and sick days like you have a set limit of how like oh, this is how many days you can be sick that the company will pay for. If you're sick otherwise, then you're just not going to get paid or you have to come into work. It's so fucked up. And I'm I'm hoping that the the narrative and the rhetoric will change 
post pandemic. Like I hope we are more flexible to people working from home, especially the people who have disabilities that have asked to work from home in the very beginning that were like, oh, that isn't a work from home job. And now it turns out most jobs can be work from home jobs. Yeah. I will say this pandemic, like, and I'm kind of sick of seeing companies pat themselves on the back. I'm thinking of one in particular. Um, But we... My past job, we'd, ha- we'd had people asking for, people with disabilities asking for certain accommodations, not just employees, but also people that we served, um, asking for certain accommodations for a really long time before I started working there. And then when the pandemic hit, suddenly these accommodations, th- things that people were like, oh, we'll get there eventually, like maybe one day, then the pandemic hit and suddenly those things that people had been asking for for years were suddenly a possibility. I'm glad that we did it. I'm glad that it is available now. I am livid that it took a pandemic for us to be like, oh yeah, we need it. And it, it, duh, of course. Like if people are asking for a thing now, like just listen to them. That's something I hope we are learning, especially for people with disabilities people are asking for things really consider is this something we can do now don't wait until it's an emergency it's so and i can't even imagine how frustrating and heartbreaking it is for the community like community of of people with disabilities remote visits are such a huge one for me when i think of in healthcare like there are so many health systems who are like we can't do remote visits we can't do therapy virtually yes we can we absolutely can. And sure, there might be a few things where you do need to see a person in in like person to, to help with a diagnosis, but a lot of stuff can be handled virtually. So do it. Okay. That's all. I'm going to end on this. Have you ever heard my, my belief on can? No. The language of can and can't. Mm, Can't isn't real. Can't is a state of mind. Can't is an excuse. Mm, And before people mm -hmm. fucking come at me with pitchforks, I'm going to let you know what I mean. Can't is an excuse. You need to look at why you're saying I can't. Mm -hmm. Because the answer to what is motivating you to say that, like just saying it, is not enough. What's motivating you to say it is going to help you figure out what's next, right? So saying I can't and just having that be that, that's an excuse. Saying, oh, I'm not able to physically do this or I'm not able to do this because there are barriers in my way. That's a different conversation. That's Mm -hmm. going to be like, okay, well, what resources do we need? Where do we need to pivot? Like, where do I, what do I need to look at changing so that I can, I can. Yeah. But if, and this is the case most of the time when people use can't as an excuse, if it's, I don't want to, or I'm afraid to, mm-hmm. or I'm nervous to, or whatever, like that's a whole other path of great. Look into that. Do the work on yourself. Like yeah. you check in and see like, is, are you self-sabotaging yourself? Is that why you're saying I can't dive deeper? Yeah. Because either you're going to move the barriers out of the way, or you're going to pause what you're physically doing, like what your in the moment intention is 
and you're going to get to know yourself a little bit better and you're going to come out of it stronger. But can't just saying I can't and and just dropping it like that's that's fake. That's an illusion. Yeah. Yeah. That, I love that. That's dope. Because, yeah, I think there's so much that you like we as people and we as companies or whatever are able to do and it just I think what has been frustrating at least in terms of like healthcare systems offering remote visits I'm just gonna keep harping on this because this is the most like visceral one it's being told like oh that's not something we can do right now or that's not a priority or whatever it wasn't a priority until the majority of people slash the majority of people with money needed it then it became a top priority and which again just proves that you are putting the people with money and with power at the forefront versus being truly a game changer and going let's help serve those who need it not want it and i hope that moving forward a lot of companies and a lot of creators a lot of innovators are really looking internally and going okay and questioning like that motivation of why am i like you were saying like why am i saying we can't am i saying it because it's not a priority because the money is not i don't see the money being in that direction yeah well Well, look at look at martine yeah. We talked about Martine as the CEO of uh, United Therapeutics a few episodes mm-hmm. ago, our first part of women's history, and how many doctors yeah. said, I can't help your daughter. How many scientists said, yep. no, we, we, we can't have a cure. We can't do this. Like, we don't have this. And so many of them, for one reason or another, were stuck in place, but she literally said why not and that's what I encourage everyone to do like if you find yourself saying I can't take a beat and say why not Mm -hmm. and analyze that a little bit yeah look into it but that's that's all of the innovators in the world all of the creators all of the makers all of those people that you admire on social media that have their Etsy shops that seem like they're taking Mm -hmm. off and they have such a fan base Every single one of those people, I guarantee you, had a moment and it was their why not moment. And they were literally just like, why not? Like, why not now? Why not me? Why not this? And it was less of why me? Why this? Why now? And changing it to why not? Yeah. And that's literally how Martine got a a therapy for her daughter that everyone said there's no cure. She's going to die. The science isn't there, but we can't, we can't, we can't. And she said, why not? And then she did it. Yeah. And saved her daughter's life. So yeah, you can, you can't, it just takes a lot of courage and a lot of self-awareness to ask the why not, and then move in that direction. But listeners, I believe you have it. You have what it takes. Plus one that because you mm-hmm. and also just like if you feel like you don't have courage, remember that being cur- like being courageous, being brave, it's not it's not uh, that you're not afraid. No. It's that you do the yeah. thing despite your fear. 
Yeah. It's also not glamorous. Yeah, like no. in all these movies, TV shows, like there's a crescendo of orchestral music. There's a <laughs> big, you know, the lighting is perfect. All of these things. But the reality is like true courage and true bravery is sitting with something that makes you uncomfortable and yeah. doing it anyway. Like asking for that promotion that you know you're worth, but you're not getting. Like leaving a toxic relationship that is not serving you, like reassessing who is in your life and who needs to be in your life, reassessing, are you taking a step, however small, however big every day Mm -hmm. to move yourself on the path of your dreams? Because here's the thing, your dreams are a moving target. They're always moving forward. Yeah. And you can either move with them and catch up to them or you can stay where you are. And the thing about it is you can still catch up to them later. You might just have to put in a, a lot more work and work a little faster, but you can still catch up to them. Yes. So it's never too late to start. Mm-hmm. No step is small enough, but that's what courage really is. Courage is getting out of bed and saying, I want to start a podcast, but I don't know what to do. And logging into YouTube and watching a video on, so you want to start a podcast. Yeah. That's li- <laughs> yeah. you've already done a brave thing. Yeah. And ju- that's enough. And you're enough. And we love you. I'm getting emotional. I- we need to wrap this up. <laughs> okay. I'm going to start crying. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, thank you so much for listening. Um, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the PNE podcast um, and TikTok uh, because it's where we live now. Um, you can email us thoughts, feelings, all of the above um, at the PNE podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we are on Patreon. So if you want to subscribe and donate, you can. Um, please be sure to also subscribe to the PE podcast uh, on whatever listening platform you do hit subscribe leave us a review five stars would be dope um please please uh, and that's it thank you guys so much have a fantastic thank week you. and uh have a good one guys bye. bye thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the peony where we believe that culture informs all that we do and art can truly be anything If you like this episode, please leave us a review, rate us, tell all your friends to subscribe, follow, download. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Talk to you soon.